1: Welcome to More Than Amused podcast, a podcast all about women and the arts, hosted by Stani and Sadie.
0: Join us as we explore what it's like being a female artist, examine modern day problems, and educate ourselves and you on important and forgotten female artists of the past. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to More Than Amuse podcast. I'm Stani. And I am Sadie. And thank you for joining us today. We have yes. a super cool interview for you. I know. I was really excited about this one. So if you've been listening for a while, you obviously know that me and Sadie have been heavily invested in TikTok for quite a while now (laughs) (laughs) and finding a lot of people through there. Um, But a long time ago, I ran across this TikTok creator whose username is Chef Kelsey, and she just has like the most helpful cooking tips Um, That's kind of like a lot of basic stuff that like I just didn't know and that a lot of people don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, But she actually has like a culinary degree and everything. And even though this is a little bit more loosely an art, um, it's still like the culinary arts and something that we wanted to talk about in regards to women in the culinary arts. She's joining us today. I am so happy that she has been on. I, I, this is, it's a very good
1: interview and you're going to, like, I promise, even if you feel like you hate cooking and that cooking is the worst, you are going to leave inspired to go to the grocery store and cook a beautiful meal tonight because just the way she, like, talks about cooking, it's, like, it's contagious. Like, you can tell she's so passionate about it, you know? Oh, yeah. And so it it makes you want to... It makes me want to do it too. I'm like, oh, I'm passionate about cooking now too. Yeah. This is amazing.
0: <laughs> and I cannot even stress enough, like how accomplished she is. Like,
1: for real. Holy
0: cow! Like I did not realize we were getting someone this qualified. Like I knew she was qualified, but this is like a whole new level. She's been literally cooking since she was five years old, and professionally since she was like 16. Yeah. So. It's insane. She'll talk a lot about that, but she has a lot of ebooks and accounts to check out and she's just Mm -hmm. got like a great welcoming personality. Like you guys are really going to love this one. Well, should we just jump right into it then? Yeah, let's do
1: it. Cool. Well, here is our interview with Chef Kelsey.
0: Well, thank you so much. I'm so excited. I've been following your TikTok for a while now. Um, And we really wanted to talk to a female that had been through culinary school because um, neither of us have any experience with that. Um, I'm a graphic designer.
1: And I I do music. I'm like a songwriter and stuff like that.
0: Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So even though we have a podcast about the arts, we don't know anything about the culinary arts. So we're so happy that you could be here to tell us a little bit about that and share some insight. So it's going to be really great. And we're really grateful. Oh, thank you. I'm glad y'all thought of me. That's really flattering. Do you want to give like a brief intro to yourself and everything?
2: Sure. Well, my name's Kelsey. I am 23 years old. I'm known on social media as Chef Kelsey or Chef Kelsey Shade. Um, they kind of vary between Instagram and TikTok. Uh, TikTok is my main platform. I have over 340,000 followers. On there, um, I've grown really fast. I started on TikTok in May of last year of 2020. Oh, wow! So oh. it's been kind of a whirlwind. Yeah, I yeah. um, I started cooking when I was five and learned all throughout my childhood, and then decided I wanted to be a chef when I was 11 and that I wanted to go to culinary school when I was 12. I decided I wanted to go to the Culinary Institute of America when I was 12, and then I started at um, CIA is how we abbreviate it. Um, two weeks after I graduated high school is when I started there. So it was pretty quick. Um, from the get go, I knew what I wanted to do. And then I got my culinary arts degree there. And then I did my culinary science degree as well. Um, and then once I graduated the second time, I uh, started working for Marriott at the Gaylord Opryland resort in Nashville. So I was basically an assistant sous chef there. I had a different title because I was in their leadership development program, but Mm -hmm. um, I basically did the job of an assistant sous chef. And then I got furloughed a couple months in because of COVID. Mm -hmm. And I honestly wasn't really upset about it because I didn't love the job. I loved the people that I worked with, but the job really wasn't for me. I'd never really worked in a hotel before. So Mm -hmm. the high volume of it all, um, I, I felt like I wasn't getting to be very creative or uh, learn a lot in terms of culinary techniques because it was so high volume. A lot of it had to be really quick things and, um, yeah, definitely respect what they do, but it wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I got furloughed and then I was just hanging out because we didn't know how long everything was going to last. And then I posted a video on TikTok and it blew up to 2 million views in four days. And I had over a hundred thousand followers in like a week. And I said, wow. oh, "Okay, I guess people want to know um, how to cook <laughs> on here." So The big thing for me is I'd been on TikTok before and I saw so many recipe videos, but I didn't see a lot of people teaching the actual techniques of, you know, Mm -hmm. how to cut an onion, how to brown chicken, how, what does roasting mean? Um, What does saute mean? Mm -hmm. How do you properly cook pasta? And really being able to teach and explain to people why different things go wrong for them. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's what I started with in I just grew from there and now it's basically my full-time job as a content creator. And then I also teach classes virtually and I can do in person, but right now still with COVID people are a little like, Oh, I don't know about that, but hopefully, um, within a year or so I can get back into teaching in person. And then I also do some consulting stuff and, um, recipe development and things like that. So I've got a lot of different
0: lines of
2: of things, but definitely wow. great i love what i'm doing now
1: so what was like your first what was the video that got two million views what were you doing in it i i don't know the original one Um, uh,
2: yeah so i was honestly just kind of introducing myself um, okay. and i was going really fast i hadn't i'd made a few tiktok videos before that but nothing um me myself it was more of the just doing the silly voiceovers or like cool, some silly yeah. trend it wasn't anything about cooking And so I was just, you know, Hey, I I'm Kelsey. I'm a professional chef. Like these are my credentials. Mm -hmm. And I was talking really fast because I didn't know all of the little ways to be able to start and stop the video and everything. So I was like (laughs) stopping it and, and I was trying to, you only have a minute. So I was trying to do everything really fast. And I didn't know you could set a timer and get it to stop at a certain point. So I was like trying to put everything into all these clips and I had to retake it a million times. And I think I was getting super frustrated with that. And it came across as aggressive in the video because I was just trying to say everything in the time span. (laughs) And so I was like, okay, lesson number one is knives. And I was like, this is not how you hold it. This is not how you hold it. This is not how you hold it. I was like, this is the correct way. And I was holding the knives and I talked with my hands. And so I was moving the knives around pretty fast (laughs) in the video. And then um, I was talking just general sense of, you know, how to choose a knife for yourself. Mm -hmm. And again, I was holding two different knives in my hand and I was like, (laughs) (laughs) like back and forth on it. And so people were like, "Okay, don't yell at me or, (laughs) you know, like she almost hit herself in the face and just these crazy comments. And then I got a lot of crazy hate comments of people being like, yeah, um, because I showed my two degrees in the video and it wasn't um, it wasn't because I um, wanted to be like, oh, I have a degree, so I'm a chef. I was just showing that I had proper credentials. you like, I actually know what I'm talking about. Yeah. There. yeah. there was a lot of people who said, you know, oh, if you were a guy, you wouldn't have to, to show that or like, you know, explain yourself. And in a way, I never, I didn't even think about that, you mm-hmm. know, of me being a woman and having to prove myself. It was more so my, me being young, I'm only 23. And so yeah. I think a lot of people see me and think oh, she's too young to like know mm-hmm. anything or to you know, have a certain amount of um, experience or something like that. Anyway, so I just wanted to show like proof to people. Okay, look, I, yeah. I physically have these two degrees. <laughs> and then, um, and I listed, you know, like I, I I said in the video that I have been working professionally for about 10 years almost. It's mm-hmm. like seven, but I started professionally cooking really when I was like 13 um, wow. Not not necessarily legally, but <laughs> <laughs> we, we won't and, tell. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. And and so and I listed words on the screen of the different places that I've worked. And there were people like, oh, a, a degree doesn't make you a chef like you're full of crap, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I, I didn't say a degree makes you a chef. I honestly <laughs> don't think it does. You're like, it's I'm just education. trying
1: to show you guys, you can trust me. That's all.
2: <laughs> yeah. So there were some, some people, there were some people on there who I guess are other culinary students that mm. I don't know what, what their deal was, but they, there were some pretty nasty comments, not that many, probably like point one percent or something like that most yeah. of it was like this is awesome I'm so excited to learn and and that kind of thing but yeah there were some people who I was like y'all need to calm down like it's like, not I'm, it's just, not that I'm just trying to
1: teach you how to choose your knives like <laughs> and tell you I know what I'm talking about like can we calm yourselves here wow yeah, it was pretty funny, when you said so. you got hate I was like what could they possibly even I say know. about that so that's oh my gosh that's insane to me <laughs>
2: Yeah, that was, that was pretty nuts. Um, but majority was, was like excited or saying like, oh, th- that's awesome. Or some mm-hmm. people asked me how old I was, um, mm-hmm. because they thought I was younger than I am, which I guess will help when I'm like 40 and I <laughs> look young.
1: <laughs> like take it for what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Some people like I thought you were 16. I'm like, what do I look that young, but okay. Oh, that's that's amazing. Oh man,
0: I can't even imagine. No, that's one of the things that I love about your videos actually is that like you obviously have the talent and ability and education to like do a lot of stuff and yet you're teaching like a lot of basics that none of us really know. Like, <laughs> I don't know how to cut with a knife. I don't know like yeah. the correct way to like brown chicken and everything. So I think it's really cool that you were able to find that spot on TikTok to like help people with things that like everyone should know how to do but like none of us but none of us know how to do it yeah
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah a lot of that came from my um, cooking and teaching experience so some stuff through culinary school was just able to learn you know I I had known a lot of things before that but more so better ways to do things I don't want to say properly or improperly because there's a lot of opinions on that kind of stuff. But um just more efficient ways to do something mm-hmm. or easier ways to do something. Um so I found some of that I, I learned just, oh, that works better. Um in that sense. And then I watched some other students and their different ways of of learning or, or things that they struggled with versus not. Um, and then especially through my culinary science degree, we really got into the nitty gritty of molecular structures of different food and, you know, starches, what those different molecular structures look like and how they interact with water and why they do different things and why rice versus pasta versus potatoes act differently. Um, In some ways you can treat them similarly, but depending on their starch molecule size, that can, that dictates how they absorb water um, and how thick they get um wow. depending on you know what you're using it for especially when you're just using them as starch thickeners mm-hmm. um but things like that um and understanding in a way of okay you know now how that molecularly works so you have a better understanding of when you're cooking it why something does something um or you know why did that turn into that thickness or why mm-hmm. is this not um doing what it should be why did my sauce break how do I repair it and not just how to repair it technically but knowing molecularly how that breaks and and how those things interact um so that just helped me in the sense of cooking skills but then also how to better explain it to people yeah Mm -hmm. um like my mom and my sister and people that were in my life I would learn something and then I would go home on a school break and I'd be like oh you know you do this and it messes up well here's why <laughs> and blah 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 and, and all of that so that was really fun and then I, I have two different experiences where I was teaching classes one was during my um, internship for school I did my internship with McCormick Spice Company and they do internal cooking classes to help people from different departments understand more about what McCormick does on a whole and on a oh, culinary cool. level and all of that so just teaching those people who I'm like, you work for a food company, but you work in IT and yeah. they have no clue on, on different How stuff and just yeah. trying to explain to people a one pot meal, which to me is one of the simplest things you can do. But there were some people who could not grasp the fact that you had to put everything into <laughs> the one pot. Like, <laughs> they're like, what do you mean? Like froze or. People, you know, panicking at some fire or, you know, not even realizing how to turn the stove on. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, my, oh gosh, my gosh, these people need help. Um, <laughs> so that that was my first experience doing that. And I really liked teaching. And there were times where I thought about, you know, being a culinary school instructor. Yeah. But in that sense, I'm really just helping students that want to become chefs. I would, I would much rather enjoy helping people that, you know, they have to do this as just a basic everyday skill.
1: Like the people who don't know how to turn the stove on confidently.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and it used to be a long time ago before women really entered the workforce is Mm -hmm. they were at home and cooking every day and they would pass that knowledge down and then they stopped. Um, my mom, my mom didn't teach me how to cook. My grandmother taught me how to cook my great grandmother. Um, Mm -hmm. Not that my mom can't cook. She can. She just doesn't like to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so, so that was a, a big eye opener for me. And then I also got to teach in Italy at a cooking school um, wow. for tourists. So different, we had a different group every week and we would teach them traditional um, Italian and specifically Tuscan dishes. So you we in Tuscany and, and even that, that too, amazing. just, just working with more and more people. And understanding different learning styles. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I thought I was explaining something really well, and then I realized, okay, that probably wasn't people the easiest to understand. It. Yeah, um, yeah. And I really, I have a passion for sharing my knowledge with people so they can just feel more confident in the kitchen and not hate it. I think that was yeah. the biggest thing. Is I met so many people who were like, oh, I hate cooking. I'm like, why? It's so much fun. And you Mm -hmm. get to create things and it's cheaper than going out to eat Mm -hmm. and all of that. So that is so cool.
1: Hearing you like talk about it. It's like, I think cooking, I mean, I'm definitely one of those people who are like, I hate cooking, but it's really just (laughs) because I'm insecure that I don't really know how to, but I've been learning and we're growing, but like hearing you talk about it, it's like, I feel like cooking sounds like it's like this perfect are not perfect, but like it's a combination of science and art, and it's like putting those in together, and then you get to create something that tastes good. So it's like the best kind of science, and then also yeah. arts. So I think that's like cool hearing how both of those things interplay with like creativity, and then also like you know you're explaining like the molecule, mo- mo- like molecular, the molecules, <laughs> molecular. Oh my gosh, struggling <laughs> over here. But anyways, it's so cool to hear you talk about that that way.
2: Yeah,
0: that's nice. amazing. So. Um like what's the difference between like the science and the arts degrees in culinary school? Do you have to yeah. get both of them or is that something you decided to do?
2: No, so basically at at CIA, it's different for different culinary schools. Majority of culinary schools just do an associate's degree. So mm-hmm. it's just all of the cooking classes, learning techniques and maybe some different cuisines, um how to break down meats and And seafood and fish and all of that. Um, So for CIA, you choose either baking and pastry or culinary arts as your associate's degree or your first two years if you're doing it all in one shot. So they have associate's degrees and bachelor's degrees. When I started, they were completely separated. So everyone did the associate's degree and graduated. And then you decided to continue on into the bachelor's program or not. Um, uh, mm-hmm. so now they have the option of just doing it in one straight shot. Um, but so when I started, I actually debated between baking and pastry or culinary because I love baking and pastry. I just decided, you know, I didn't want to be a pastry chef. I wanted to know mostly culinary arts and the savory side and cuisines, mm-hmm. um, and with some pastry, cause we did take one baking and pastry class. Um, And I had known a lot. I didn't want to do aggressive, like elaborate cake decorating or um, chocolate work or sugar work. I think that's cool. But as a profession, that wasn't really what I wanted to do long term. Mm -hmm. So I ended up choosing culinary arts and then, um, yeah, graduated. And when I decided in the beginning to do culinary arts, I had decided I was going to get a bachelor's degree, but I was going going to do applied food studies, which handles like food writing, um, food policy mm. and law, agriculture, kind of dealing with all of the problems within the, the food industry, yeah. um, food ways, things like uh, world hunger, the bee problem, like all of those different types of things. And initially I had a passion for world hunger And I still do. But then once I got more into it, I realized it's such a political issue rather Mm -hmm. than a just, you know, food issue. Mm -hmm. And I realized I didn't want to be in politics. I didn't want to have to fight governments on it and all that. So I was like, "Eh, it's probably not for me. And then when I I knew, too, I didn't want to be in restaurants forever. So that's when I started looking into other jobs. And then I found research and development. And then I ended up doing my job at McCormick. And so in that, that's when I understood like the science side and the culinary development world. So as soon as I got back from my internship, I re, I changed my major to be culinary science for my bachelor's degree. Um, okay. So they have different options. You can do food business management, mm-hmm. applied food studies, um, or culinary arts. And then they also have a hospitality management degree, but that one's a that one's separate because they only do a handful of culinary arts classes. They don't do the full associates culinary arts or baking and pastry. So that one's separated, but it is a bachelor's degree. Oh, cool. Um, so yeah, you can choose whichever path you want. Majority of people do food business management, but, um, I really wanted to understand the science side and I wasn't huge on science in high school, I liked it, but I didn't really fully grasp it. And biology, I hated because it was just straight Mm -hmm. facts. Chemistry, I thought was really, really interesting, but I didn't study enough for it. So I didn't do extremely well. And then physics for me was super easy because I'm really good at math. So the math side of it, I was really, really good at. But then the concept side, I struggled with, again, because I wasn't as good at Mm -hmm. studying in high school. I figured it out in (laughs) quarter school. Yeah. So, that but then once I got into it and it was science directly applied to food, I was like, this is so cool. My mind was blown like every single day. I really grasped the concepts because I really liked it and enjoyed it. Um, Mm -hmm. The only class that was really, really hard for me to grasp was culinary chemistry. And it was more so because it was only once a week um with the way the schedules worked and then it was yeah. also during the winter or the spring semester so it was winter first in the schools in New York so we had like um, five classes in a row that got canceled because mm-hmm. one our at the beginning part our professor was sick and then there were snow days and it was a mess so oh, trying <laughs> to learn everything and then yeah. having it all separated out it took me a while to grasp it i failed like three quizzes in a row and then i was <laughs> like i need to understand this And then I finally did by the final and I ended up with like a 98 on the final because I, I like clicked everything together because it all adds on top of each other. So it's like, if you don't
1: get the base, you're not getting anything else. Oh yeah. (laughs)
2: If you don't get it in the beginning, you're screwed unless you spend a bunch of time, like grasp, trying to grasp it all. And that's what happened is it all clicked at the Mm -hmm. end. And I was like, oh okay now this makes sense and our tests were short answer. i mean they're not multiple choice at all you had to hand write out every answer to the questions and i was going through that test and i was like yeah i know all of this i feel like such a smart person and um i literally i was, I was done with like the first page and i was like yes and i flipped it over and my professor goes did you say yes and I was like mm-hmm. I was so like yeah I, I, I
1: know what I'm doing I'm feeling really good right now
2: <laughs> yeah, it was so- awesome. and we we had her professor every semester so we were all oh, like really that. close mm-hmm. and I was like crushed it I turned it in I was so proud of myself I never with like a beat in the class just because but I hey you got an A on that final yeah, yeah. I was like I know it all now yeah that's amazing that must have been the best feeling <laughs> oh it was it's always a great feeling when you know the answers <laughs> <laughs> For real.
0: Cool. Well, we also wanted to ask you a little bit about like your experience as a female in culinary school. Um, I've heard a lot of things about it, like being really hard for women still within like the culinary arts. And I wanted to hear like
2: your perspective and your take on that. Yeah. So it's funny because, um, the school that I went to, it was male dominated for a really long time. And then I think it was my second year in, It had finally gone 51% female and 48% men. I'm like, whatever the math is on that. Yeah. 49. (laughs) I'm like, I can't think about percentages. (laughs) Anyways, um, yeah, but it's female dominated in baking and pastry Mm -hmm. and male dominated in culinary arts. So it was kind of interesting that didn't mean that our classes were 50 50 male and female. Um, But in my culinary arts class, there was, there was 18. Oh no, we actually had even, (laughs) that's funny. I'm like, oh, it wasn't even mine was, Um, it was nine girls and nine guys, but it, it, you you know, it trickled down and then we kind of switched around our different, um, classes. And, um, once I culinary art or culinary science, there was like five girls in the class, I think five or six, Mm um, out of like 20, So in a way, I think in culinary school, I didn't feel it that much because we were all kind of on the same level of learning and that kind of thing. I did have, but I also have always had a lot of guy friends. Mm -hmm. So in a way, like I never felt intimidated by guys just because I was always around them um, Mm -hmm. or friends with them. I'm also very like outspoken and I I mean, maybe it has to do with me being a redhead, but I'm very like stubborn. And Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't back down easily from anything. So I think my personality plays into me not being very intimidated in a kitchen setting. Mm -hmm. Um, I also feel like sometimes I can be more intimidating than other women in a sense, just because I will like physically push guys out of the way or like, I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm very more so aggressive in a restaurant environment or yeah. a professional kitchen than I am just, you know, by myself at home. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, if you're bothering me, you'll know it's not, <laughs> I don't, I don't make it a secret or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so there's that. I mean, when I was 16, I started working for a CIA alumni in a restaurant and I was, there was one other girl who worked there in the kitchen and she was the pastry chef. So it was normal. It was like, oh yeah, she's like the cute, girly pastry chef. Um, she wasn't super girly, but she was, and she was just on her own, on her own station. You know, nobody really like messed with her stuff. I mean, she was, she was pretty intimidating though too, but Mm -hmm. I worked with a bunch of guys who were all older than me. I was 16. Um, and so that was the, and it was also more intimidating that I was in a restaurant for the first time. Um, so so sometimes, Yeah. yeah, sometimes I was weird. Um, also like, Some of, you know, the language, the different Mm. like profanity and things like that, that like kitchen talk and Mm -hmm. all of that, that was weird getting used to a lot of the stuff. Because I was 16. I like didn't understand half the stuff that they were saying. Um, (laughs) I guess there's a benefit
1: of being young then. (laughs) Yeah.
2: And then, and then, I mean, I wasn't, I'm from San Antonio. So Mm -hmm. majority of, I think almost everyone in the kitchen spoke Spanish. So then they'd all be speaking Spanish, and I'm like, I don't know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was just, it was weird getting used to, but then I did, and it was fine. I think it was more so my size that gave me like problems than me just being a girl, because uh, I'm five foot, so I'm pretty short. Um, yeah. So that was like, oh, she's cute and small, and like, <laughs> she's just, like, no, oh, I, I just know what I'm girl. doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, <laughs> there was that. And then, um, I feel like I haven't really felt, um, like oppressed as a woman in, in the kitchen or, um, discriminated me as me as a woman. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if height is a thing that you can be discriminated against. (laughs) I just felt (laughs) like that was a thing. Um, but I was like, whatever you have to get that. I think I liked, I always played it as a you know, me not having to do things that were difficult, like, oh, that that bag of potatoes is is 50 pounds or 100 pounds. I, I can't lift it. <laughs> oh, no, I could. <laughs> I just didn't want to. Um, or somebody would offer to and I'm like, sure, go ahead. I don't want to do that. Um, <laughs> move something really heavy or or lift some. I don't know that that kind of stuff. I didn't even mind, even if they thought of it as Oh, she's a girl, she can't do that. I think it was, oh, she's small, she probably
0: can't lift that. I don't know. Or yeah. they were just
2: being like gentlemanly and, yeah. and lifting yeah. it for me. So I was like, sure, go ahead. I don't want to do it. <laughs> um, so I kind of I kind of played that off. Um, but I think the biggest advice I have for women in the kitchen is not to allow things to happen. So if someone is being, you know, rude or making comments or, you know, assuming something about you because you're a woman, it's like you have to you, you have to stand up for yourself at the mm-hmm. end of the day because it's not so much about like society as a whole. It really be, comes down to things that happen on an individual basis. So if somebody is saying something to you that way, you you have to not just like let it go and let it be okay. Yeah. You mm-hmm. have to say something. You have to you know stand up for yourself, prove them wrong, maybe show them up, get a better grade than them. I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, have more yeah. of that like pushy attitude. Um, I found that a lot of times me, me and some of the other girls in my class, honestly, we had chef um instructors, we sometimes called them chefessers and chef professors. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh they would say something like, Oh, guys, or you know, oh, this they would refer to a lot of things as he. Or, like, men or something like that. And me and some of the other girls would say, would, like, stand up for that and say, like, you know, or her, or her, like, out loud sitting there in the middle of a lecture that a chef instructor was giving.
0: And they would
2: say something like, oh, you know, if your boss comes to you and asks you to do something, I don't even know where I'm going with this, but, like, something about, like, oh, he has to do this. He has to do that. He has to do that. It's like, or her, or yeah. her. Yeah. Um, Or they'd be like, okay, we need some guys to do this. Like someone would be like, why not the girls? You yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like that, that kind of stuff. You have to constantly um, and, you know, make yourself known and um, announce it and kind of stop it yeah. where it starts. Um, even I- if it may, maybe seems uncomfortable yeah. Um, I think a lot of us have like respect boundaries for people in authority. I definitely did, but it's yeah. that kind of thing where, you know, you have to start changing people's individual mindsets.
0: I love that. I think that that's like a great way to just, cause it's not disrespectful to just be like, Hey, like you're forgetting an entire <laughs> gender, like literally half the class. Be like, no, like her. I think that that's a really important way to kind of call people out and just be like hey those subtle little things they make a big difference
1: because and I also feel like too like I'm sure like your professors weren't being like evil malicious monsters Mm -hmm. when they were doing that so Mm -hmm. you know it's not like you know like it wasn't vindictive what they were doing so I feel like it's almost like hey it's all fun and games but like hey (laughs) or her like I'm right here (laughs) which you know but the small things I think they're I don't know. I was going to say fun. They're not fun. What could be fun, But also
2: important. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of the chef instructors, too, have been there for a really long time. So they're they're used to, to like, mostly men. And even when the school started, it, it, well, my school, at least, CIA was started for returning World War II veterans to learn a new trade, to go back into, like, regular life. Um, so it was all men when yeah. it started and it was men for a while. And then there was, I don't even remember her name, but I feel like I should. There was a woman who became like the first female um, student. And then she, I think the same woman, became the first female instructor. Um, and they just had in 20, I think she got hired in 2021. Yeah. This year, they just hired the first female um, black chef oh wow instructor. and Man. I'm like just barely it makes me wonder if it really took that long or did it was there not female black chefs applying
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, you know or
2: how many were applying like were they qualified I don't know it, it's like that kind of stuff where I don't want to just immediately note it to like oh they they just didn't want that um but it, I'm curious is like how many people actually mm-hmm. applied that or that um of that background and everything like that so I don't know it's interesting just to watch that happen um yeah. and there's a I don't know the ratio of female to male chef instructors In my school there's definitely more male but um mm-hmm. and again a lot of the female chef instructors are on the pastry side mm-hmm. um but yeah. I don't know. It just, it, it definitely varies, but no, I think yeah. a lot of the women chef instructors were more, way more intimidating than the male instructors.
1: <laughs> Maybe it's cause it's like I you, like that. you have to be aggressive as a five foot woman. <laughs> so then you're like overcompensating for having to be like, no, I'm here. So it just makes them even scarier. Who knows?
2: <laughs> yeah. The associate Dean or the Dean of culinary arts. I don't, I think she's the associate Dean or something like that. Mm-hmm. um dean keller she is just a, like probably one of the most intimidating women i've ever met but so cool like yeah she just has a presence about her she's so nice like i'm not she's not no mean of at course all. yeah but you first meet her and you're like <laughs> hi dean keller
1: <laughs> like i don't want to like this woman like just be disrespectful like <laughs> say yeah. good ground almost your,
2: your majesty yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious
2: i love that
1: um what do you okay like so what do you want to do like what's your dream like what is your pipe dream is it to keep teaching do you really love that like are you perfectly happy is doing this content creator like what do you hope yeah what what's your biggest dream that's what i want to know
2: um <laughs> it's funny i get that question a lot i guess this has kind of turned into my dream job that i didn't yeah, know awesome. i was could have I always thought about creating a YouTube channel Mm -hmm. or posting on online um cooking videos and I just really never had the time for it in the sense of I didn't really want to make the time for it when I worked a job 55 hours a week and 12 hour days I was exhausted working um there and then when I was in school too I mean I didn't I was in a lot of extracurricular activities mm-hmm. and I I worked three jobs on campus and then I had my class schedule and everything like that. So to try to do content creation on top of that was just not like in the cards. I was like, uh, that's that's a lot. There's a learning mm-hmm. curve and everything like that. But then once I, you know, had all this time off, I said, yeah. I, I guess I could do that. And then I actually ended up um, joining a mentorship with um this woman, her name's Krista, she's amazing. Her um Instagram is Kristabella Travels, and she's a digital nomad. So she's been traveling the world for seven years with a full-time job, um, the whole time, just remote. And she's been to like 60 different countries. And wow. I actually came across her on TikTok, um, just randomly. I was scrolling. Yeah. And um, I watched all of her TikTok videos and then I went over to her her Instagram because one of her videos talked about a mentorship. I was like, oh my gosh, I want to do that. Like, how can I, you know, travel the world and work remotely um, as like a food creator or something like that, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, so then I ended up joining her mentorship the Friday before it started. So it started on Sunday and I joined on Friday. So it was really kind of crazy the way, and I had messaged her on Thursday it was pretty so cool. quick. Um, but yeah, I mean, and that mentorship completely changed my life just in the sense of how I look at life. Um, I used to be very, um, I mean, I am a planned out person, but yeah. it used to be hyper planned where I would try to plan out like the next six months of my life and, mm-hmm. and have it all figured out. So I kind of knew what was happening and I would plan things out really far in advance. And that kind of taught me, you know, to kind of accept the, the unknown and the funness and excitement of things not necessarily being figured out. Um, And so that's honestly the, within the first week that I was in the mentorship was when I posted that first video. And um, yeah, it was kind of crazy the way that that took off. And then I ended up signing with my agency um, two months after that. Oh, cool. Um, and yeah, so I was like, holy crap, like this can be, you know, my full-time job. I can, I can work remotely and travel and have my weekends and I'm really close with my family too. So Mm -hmm. being in the restaurant industry was really tough because I had to work every weekend and I was thinking about like, oh my gosh, I'm going to miss Thanksgiving and I might miss Christmas and New Year's and (laughs) you know, all of the holidays. I was like that kind of sucks. Um, I don't really want to do that. Um, but now I can you know, make my own schedule, do whatever I want, go wherever I want. And, um, people ask if I would go back into restaurants. I'm like, absolutely not. Maybe. Yeah. Especially
1: especially after you're doing this, like what a dream.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, I hope that I just keep growing and, um, can keep sharing my knowledge. And I, I don't stop learning either. I Mm -hmm. always am, you know, watching new videos and different chefs and, reading about different cuisines and different cookbooks. And that's part of the reason why I want to travel so much too is I've learned the basics of different cuisines, but I actually want to go to those countries and take classes in those countries and actually learn um, that kind of thing because there's so much to see, not just like physically in the countries, but culturally and their food and everything like that um, and have like the actual authentic thing in, in the place. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely trying to continue with content creation and I love doing virtual classes. Honestly, Mm -hmm. that's great because I'm not tied to just one location. I can teach people basically from anywhere. Mm
0: -hmm. It's a little bit
2: different than not having someone directly in front of you, but it's better than nothing. Um, So I've, I really enjoyed that. And honestly, I just want to help as many people as I possibly can. That was a big thing for me when I worked for Marriott. I love them as a company. I just felt like a teeny tiny dot and yeah. such a massive company tiny, tiny, that I didn't feel like I was making a difference for anyone. Like I was just, you know, making food, sending it out. And, you know, that person had their dinner for the night. Okay, Probably wasn't really making a huge impact in their life. I really love being able to change people's lives and, and just little tiny things. When mm-hmm. I get comments that are like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. This has helped me. Or like, I always have this problem. Now I don't, or I tried your recipe and I love it. Or, you know, this, you helped me get my kids to eat vegetables. You helped me, um, get back into cooking. I used to hate cooking, but now I like it. Or, you know, you helped me not be afraid of cooking. It's all that kind of stuff where I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so nice. Like (laughs) I'm so happy. Even if it's just one person, you know, sometimes Mm -hmm. I get irritated when, a video doesn't do that well but even mm-hmm. if it's like it'll be silly i'll be like oh, this video only got 9000 views like that's 9000 <laughs> <Yeah>. views <laughs> um but it's silly just on tiktok with how huge different videos can get but mm-hmm. sometimes i'm like you're you're being ridiculous that's still like so that's a people. lot of people yeah, yeah that is a lot or i'll be dumb and i'll be comparing myself to other platforms i'm like oh, they have seven hundred thousand followers, and I only have three hundred and forty thousand. Like three hundred and forty thousand people follow me. That's insane. That's so like, bitch, yeah. There's always going to be somebody that's bigger than me. Like that's just inevitable. But mm-hmm. I think I I get funny at myself. I'm like, oh that, mm, and I get all upset, and then I'm like, wait a minute, that's still such a huge number. <laughs>
1: It's like that, like meme natural. I've seen where it's like, or maybe it's a TikTok audio where it's like, yeah, 30 views might not be a lot, but if 30 people were to walk in right now and watch what I was doing, I would be overwhelmed. And it's like, you <laughs> know what, <laughs> true.
2: <laughs> like that's yeah. a nice perspective. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely think, yeah, that's hilarious. So Or like even on a live. Mm. Um, oh be like, Yeah. 80 people in the live. I'm like, there's not that many people in here. Like, but if 80 people were sitting in (laughs) front of me right now, I'd be like, ah, like I'd be (laughs) horrified. Yeah. We're just like, also it's there. I mean, in a way they're strangers, unless you do know somebody on there, but like, mm -hmm. you know, it's just 80 strangers hopping on to watch you versus like if 80 strangers just walked into my house, like, (laughs) Just and like invited, watch you cook something or whatever. And I just opened my door and said, you know, anybody can come I mean, in. Like, and if 80 people nuts. showed up, yeah. Yeah. was <laughs> like, oh, hey, how's it going? And they're like, oh, I watch your videos. I, I watch you every day from your window. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. What?
0: <laughs> Social media is so weird if you really think about
1: it. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break just to spotlight one of our new favorite women artists. Today for our spotlights, um, I'm going to shout out a singer-songwriter who I found via TikTok. Kind of have a theme for this episode, I guess. So, um, she's a singer-songwriter and her name is Maddie Regent, I believe. Um, Her at on TikTok is HiMaddieRegent. It's spelled um, H-I-M-A-D-D-I-E-R-E-G-E-N-T. She's a singer-songwriter and a producer. She does she's really good. Like she has a song that is honestly called salt. I think it came out recently. Um, but I think it's so good and I love it. So yeah, give her a follow, check out her song salt. Um, she's still like a, like, you know, she's an up and coming artist, but she's killing it. She's doing great. Um, there's like a couple like content creators that like I've been following that like inspired, have inspired me to just like just start posting just for the fun of it and she's one of them because i just you know she's so consistent she seems to be having fun doing it and i feel like that's like the most important thing just to have fun with like promoting yourself and especially on these apps like this but anyways she's also an incredibly talented songwriter and musician so check her out again that is maddie regent i believe r-e-g-e-n-t and then on instagram it's just her name as her username so check her out she's really
0: great that's awesome This is someone that my teacher actually showed me because I was trying to do, like, a collage-inspired publication for my artistic inspiration book. Mm -hmm. And her stuff is way cooler than mine turned out, but go check her out. Um, Her username is Paper Leftovers, and her name is Bernadette Helmers. She's from the Netherlands, and she does these collages with really old paper and photos and stuff.
1: Oh, this is stunning.
0: Yeah, they're really cool. And I know she sells them. I have such an appreciation for collage art. I think it's one of the coolest things. (laughs) And it's it's not as easy as everyone makes it look.
1: Of just like cutting out things and sticking them on a paper. Yeah,
0: it's so much harder. I can say it from experience of trying to do it this semester.
1: (laughs) You're like, yeah, not as easy as we all think it is.
0: I know. They make it look so flawless. It's like, it's really hard. So, anyway, go check her out. I think she's pretty established. She has like five thousand followers on here, but I think she has like regular purchase purchasers.
1: That's I love it. These are mm-hmm. beautiful. Cool. Well, and for anyone who may be new here, um, we like doing these every single episode where we just um, point out um, artists that we've found via social media. Um, if anyone listening has any that they think would be cool to shout out, definitely message us. Or if you are an artist who would appreciate and shout out, let us know. I mean, yeah. our what we see is only like limited to kind of just what we discover naturally on social media. So the more suggestions we can get, and the more people we can just talk about their art, the better. So let us know and we'll shout you guys out.
0: Definitely. We're always looking for more people. All right. Now back to the show. That's really that. cool, though. I love that, like, you're able to give those tips to people and help them and that it's like making such a big difference. And I also love that it's like what you wanted to do all along, even though it's you made the dream job. About- yeah, you
1: didn't know <laughs> existed. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. Or at least I think I didn't know that I personally would have because I watched YouTubers or, you know, different Instagram influencers and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, that would be fun. Like, oh, imagine if I could do that. Or, you know, I, I'm a huge bachelor fan and I would, I'd follow those people and I'm like, wow, they make so much money and they don't have I'm not, I'm not saying they don't have to do any work because it is a lot of work to be a content creator, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, they just post videos and they, they get free stuff and all that. And I'm like, wow, what a dream. And then I'm like, oh, oh, now here I'm we are. one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it is that. really okay. fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and so sometimes I am like, Oh, I don't want to film right now because I have to get things out and set stuff up. And There's a lot of times, I feel like some, some of my people or um, followers who watch me and have watched a lot of my videos, there's definitely ones where you can tell if I filmed it, the whole thing in one, one go, or if I filmed it and then did the other parts differently because all... A lot of times I'll just be cooking something, um, but I won't be prepared to like film me and the whole intro and everything like that. So I'll just film the parts of like the cooking and then I'll do a voiceover later and then have one day where I'll film all of the intros and outros and that kind of stuff. But I'm like, but then there's other videos where I'll do like four or five videos in one day, but all of them start to finish. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's funny just seeing the difference in my own videos. I'm like, Oh, that one was when I was being lazy. And that one was (laughs) when I was like being really productive. And
1: (laughs) that's awesome. I feel like there's so now I think a lot of artists are catching on of like all different kinds of mediums that like, wait, I could totally grow and on TikTok and connect with people Because it's like so random how videos can just blow up. So like, do you have any like advice you would give to anyone who's wanting to grow on TikTok or even just not on TikTok, but just their following in general?
2: Yeah, I mean, part of it was, I had no idea. It was kind of random. There's been people who have asked me like, how did you get so big? I'm like, I I don't know. (laughs) I just posted a video. Um, But I think the biggest thing is just being you know, completely being yourself Mm -hmm. and having fun with it. Honestly, I got into this one kind of series or time period, lapse, whatever. And I was being kind of very like scripted in what I was saying. I was Mm -hmm. thinking about it a lot and my videos were doing fine, but it was definitely a big difference. And my agent actually was like, you know, you, you seem kind of stiff you don't seem like you're just having fun with it and I'm Mm. like oh yeah you're right and so I have recently actually gotten back into just starting the video and talking and just you know being more natural about it I think that's a big thing yeah um definitely like smiling and looking like you're having fun and trying to show the product really well or whatever you're doing in the best lighting possible Mm. definitely helps um I personally film everything on my iPhone, Mm -hmm. but a lot of people have gotten professional cameras. And so that makes their video quality a lot better. Um, I don't know if that has extreme amount to do with views or not. TikTok is so incredibly random with how (laughs) things go. I think the biggest thing is getting people to be interactive on your video, because I know that helps with the algorithm um, on TikTok to do better. So if more people are commenting and liking and sharing your video, Mm -hmm. the more it will progress to other people versus if you, you know, maybe people just see it and they like it and then keep swiping or they don't watch majority of the video, then Mm -hmm. those ones aren't going to do as well because it like in the beginning, people aren't really interested. Um, So I try to add things in like, like this video and share it or comment your favorite fruit or yeah, um, I'll make a dressing or something. And I'll be like, comment your favorite dressing. Maybe I'll make it next or something like that to get people to be more interactive on the video. Um, and then I try to do a lot of like video replies to comments mm. and that kind of thing. So I think the more that you're interactive with your audience and they're interactive with you, the better the whole thing will be. What
1: about cooking? I'm like, I'm sure you have all this information you <laughs> yeah. could give us and how do you better cooking, cook, cookers, chefs, cookers, whatever it is. Cooks. Yeah. <laughs> Cooks, cookers. I'm just making up
0: words over here. <laughs> it's fine.
1: Um, I mean, obviously, whoever's listening needs to go watch them and I'm going to mm-hmm. like go binge watch your TikToks oh, so thanks, I can yes. like learn. But is there any like any tip or like overarching tip you would give to someone who is wanting to get back into cooking. This might be for me, this might be our for our listeners. We'll never know.
2: <laughs> okay, so I have a, a few different tips if you're a new to cooking or just trying to get back into liking cooking again. Mm-hmm. I'd say one, start with foods that you really enjoy. You know, mm-hmm. everybody's on like health kicks and diets and all that crap, but like most of the food you don't even like it. Um but yeah, definitely start with like Okay. Pick your favorite food or one of yeah. your favorite foods. Like for me, pasta is one of my favorites. So go for pasta, find a pasta dish. That's not super complicated. Maybe doesn't have a ton of ingredients. So you don't get immediately overwhelmed. Um, mm-hmm. put on your favorite music or your favorite show that you don't have to fully pay attention to. I watch Netflix like 24 seven. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of crazy, <laughs> but, <laughs> but just side note. I'll like start watching something and then two days later I'm like on the like third season or something like that and people are like didn't you just start watching that show I'm like yeah but I play it all day long for like eight hours a day um I'm just doing a bunch of other work while I'm watching anyways um, (laughs) but yeah you know put on put on fun music um so make it just an enjoyable environment maybe get your your friend in on it or your significant other or your mom or your brother or you know somebody in your life that you know you like to be around and then so now you have this environment that you you're already happy in I mean like in general um changing your mindset is huge on it so don't think of it as like I gotta cook because I have to eat it's like no like you you get to make this fun meal and learn something new and Mm -hmm. and then you get to like be proud of yourself For doing that or you know if you're cooking for someone else like your kids or your family like you're now getting to provide your family with something really good um if you want to go full like hardcore you know get yourself out of a bad mindset be like hey at least you get to do this like you you have food and you have the physical ability to cook not everybody has that yeah Um, that's being dramatic but for some people it really puts it in perspective um, and then the other thing is like when you're physically cooking, first step is always read completely through your recipe, maybe twice. Um, so you have an idea of what the whole thing is um, and where something goes. A lot of recipes, you know, you might have two cups of sugar, but one cup of sugar goes one place and the other cup goes a different place. Mm-hmm. So paying attention to those little details, reading through really helps. Um, and then the other side of it that is drilled into our heads in culinary school is what's called en floss. Just three words. Um, but it means everything in its place. And so that means you prep out and measure every ingredient um that you need. Get all of your bowls, utensils, preheat your oven. Do all of that before you start actually cooking. So cut up all of your ingredients, you know, measure out your seasonings or whatever you need. Um, get all the prep work done before you even turn on a burner. Because then the whole process goes so fast. Um, you know, you don't have to steer the chicken. And then the next step is to add in garlic. And you're like, oh, where's the garlic? Oh, I got to chop it. Oh, no, my chicken's burning. Like, yeah. yeah, that's not a normal process. In in restaurants, we prep out all of the ingredients, everything we need. And then when the um, day starts, the shift starts, and orders start running in, you're not scrambling. To cut something up, all of your prep is already right there. Mm -hmm. And then you can just cook and and you're good to go. And it makes it so quick. Also cleaning as you go, reading that recipe really helps to find holes and when you might not really be doing something. So if you have to simmer rice for 20 minutes or something's in the oven for 30 minutes, Mm -hmm. use those holes just to clean other stuff Um, or to, you know, make a, a salad or something like that. Um, so those ways can really just help the whole process go a lot smoother. Cool. I love that.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I know. That's, That's perfect.
0: Well, um, I don't know. Do you have any more questions, Sadie? I'm just like ready to go oh, binge watch can. your TikToks and then go I'm, cook something. I know, I'm
1: like, okay, let's go find a recipe for tonight. Let's go, I'm ready. I don't think I've ever been this pumped up about cooking in my entire life, to be honest. I just posted so, a pasta recipe.
2: So Oh,
1: well we then go. maybe, maybe I'll go <laughs> check that one out, make it, <laughs> I love it. Well, do you wanna just shout out your socials um, mm-hmm. where people can find you? That'd be awesome.
2: Yeah, so I'm at Chef Kelsey on TikTok. It's K-E-L-S-E-Y. It's the correct way to spell Kelsey. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. There's so many ways. Um, but yeah, Chef Kelsey on uh TikTok, Chef Kelsey Shade on Instagram. And then I am on Facebook as at Chef kelse with I think it's with one S, just one S, um on Facebook, but I don't post on there like consistently. The Instagram and TikTok are my two biggest ones. Um, and then on both of those pages, I have my, um, there's one link on there that connects you to my Linktree page. So there's a whole bunch of links on there for there's some discounts, but there's also all of my recipe eBooks. So I have five recipe eBooks. There's uh, my top five go-to recipes, um, and Thanksgiving cookbook, which by the way, has 20 recipes that you can use pretty much any time of the year. Except so wow. maybe Amazing. the turkey and the gravy or cranberry sauce. But majority of the recipes you can use any time of year. Um, I also have my Italian Christmas cookbook, which is also not um, dictated to Christmas. It's a bunch of seafood recipes, three Italian desserts, um, and some appetizers in there. Don't um, mind me looking down. I'm just like <laughs> scrolling
1: through your Instagram right now. Just like all this good.
2: delicious food. <laughs> um, and then I'm like, what are my other oh i have a cookie cookbook yeah it's called the 12 days of cookie miss which i also released at christmas time but again 12 cookie recipes that you could use any time of the year um and then i have my healthy five days of health benefiting recipe ebook that's connected with the recording of my uh health beneficial tips healthy lifestyle um class that I did. And it's just me talking and giving you knowledge about healthy eating and and lifestyle changes. It's not a diet. I'm not a Mm -hmm. registered dietitian. I know a lot about nutrition, but I'm not a nutritionist. It's just general ways to be more nutrition focused. Yeah. Um, and ways to, you know, do little changes that can really help overall health, not, oh, here's how to diet, here's weight loss, like, you know, restrict yourself, don't eat dairy. Like it's none of that. It's literally just, you know, your everyday eating normal habits. Here's how you can slightly tweak things to make it easier. A lot of like food prepping things, but not making full meals, um, Mm -hmm. all that. There's a lot of knowledge in it. Um, and if you get that, you'll get the five days of health benefiting recipe ebook too
0: wow
2: um, wow this is a oh, yeah. snapchat Ooh. oh <laughs> <On> yeah. snapchat <laughs> yeah at um Marie 298 k-m-a-r-e 298 which was my original snapchat I like couldn't yeah. make a separate one it just I got an additional public profile on there so I do post some stuff or more random like hey, here's something I'm just doing today. Um, mm-hmm. That's new. I'm getting used to it. But yeah.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well,
1: I am going to go check yeah. all that out. That's I didn't realize like there was so much like ebooks and like cookbooks. So like that's just this is amazing. I'm so excited. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I also have my Amazon favorites page is linked on mm. there. So it's a lot of products and cookware and cookbooks that I really like oh. linked there too. So yeah. amazing.
1: Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. We, like I said, we or Stani said at the beginning, we've like wanted someone to come on and talk about cul- the culinary arts and <laughs> cooking because both of us. I mean, I'm sure Stoney is much better cook than I, but
2: we like we needed someone
1: to supplement this knowledge. <laughs> so thank you so much for oh, being willing to come you. talk to us about. Yeah, of
2: course thanks for having me again thank y'all for you know thinking of me to be the person to come on here and talk about it I love well, I love course. talking in general but I could talk about cooking all day long perfect <laughs> and then other than
0: that we'll just be watching all of your content from here on out yeah <laughs> <laughs> learning how to cook
1: you at least well, got two new fans I'm
2: on YouTube. oh, oh yeah. yeah cool but I don't I haven't that's not my priority at the moment um cool. to create YouTube videos. It will be soon. But mm. I have like it's linked on that whole link of oh, okay. um my my like main um original YouTube video that's just basically explaining in depth my whole culinary story. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I reposted two of I think I only reposted two of my most popular TikToks but oh cool. Just to be like hey I'm still relevant here. Like, this is me. <laughs> um, I'm that girl. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, that's something I'm going to be working on soon is awesome. putting more, creating more YouTube videos. Um, Again, it's t- such a learning curve for me to be like, oh, I have to film and edit and like, yeah, it's like think a whole- things. How do I uh, do this? Okay. But um, Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, perfect.
1: Yeah. I'm excited for that too.
2: Cool. Well, thank you again. Really
1: appreciate you taking this time out of your day chatting with us and yeah, we can let you go.
2: (laughs) Hey, yeah. Thanks for having me. This was really fun. Hope y'all have a good day.
1: All right, everyone. Thank you again for listening today. We hope you enjoyed that interview. As per usual, check us out on Instagram at morethanamuse.podcast.com. It's our same username on TikTok if you'd rather Mm -hmm. do TikTok, which, as we've mentioned many
0: a times, (laughs) that is
1: currently my method of consuming media. So
0: (laughs) check us out there. It is a great place. So follow us there if you want to. Yeah. And if you're enjoying it, share it with your friends. Maybe leave us a review. That would be great. Cool. Especially if it's like five stars.
1: (laughs) I'm not going to say only, but like, especially if you like us, leave us a review
0: yes definitely (laughs) yeah and then we're just so happy to have you all listening so thanks for being here and we'll see you again next week